Lewis Milford. Yes. Longest job title ever. What a guy that. What an amazing guy. Um, that job title tripped me up a few times. I'm glad he introduced himself. Um, but what an amazing guy. Very articulate. Um, and came up with some amazing points. Um, obviously had done his preparation. I was impressed. Which is nice. Had blue, was, yes, we'll do that much. Press. Yeah, and considering it was our first ever podcast, I, I admit I was a bit nervous. Was you? Um, you're never nervous. You're fucking like impenetrable to nerves. No, I, I was a little bit nervous, but I think because Lewis was so good, that's the, the point of a good podcast, right? The host's should almost blend into the background. It's about the expert in the room, right? So yeah, I think he struggled with that. Yeah, <laughs> but because he was so, he was so good, so knowledgeable, really understood. Obviously, really understood his subject, his subject yeah. matter, and his role, and the role that TA can play in an enormous organization like Microsoft. It made a thousand people Microsoft's TA organization. That's just crazy, right? Got one. Internal TA. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so we talked, uh, obviously we talked a lot about internal mobility at the moment. Still, we're getting redundancies everywhere across Europe. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it, it came, I think it was quite a poignant, relevant topic to be discussing in terms of how recruiters can be more, I liked his terminology, agile yep. within within business. Um, and the four main levels to which we can be focusing on. Um, level one, recruited. We're still recruiting. I think it's actually a misconception often that because businesses are making redundancies that they are now not hiring. Um, yeah, and often it's, it's a, a team or a department that are the focus of those redundancies, right? In yeah. these big mega tech firms, there's, there's so many different micro teams and sub teams yeah. and teams within teams that arguably are still going to be growing even if some of the business isn't and the bigger they get the less efficient they are in some in some cases and so i think um redundancies are, are about making efficiencies to uh it's diff it differs doesn't it because some some businesses that are backed by uh or, or that are run like startups that require funding yeah, they aren't necessarily making efficiencies, but simply extending their runway by either making redundancies or, or not hiring or becoming leaner for another round. Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas organisations such as Microsoft or, or large businesses that aren't necessarily dependent on funding, they're simply looking to become more efficient. Yeah. Um, for potentially uh, difficult times ahead. Um, however, fuck. Can I just not say um for like one second? Um, let's do it again. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Um, however, um, 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 for the bloopers, um, for the memes, <laughs> for the memes. So, um, four levels. Lewis Milford, amazing. Yes. Uh, first level, continue recruitment. Yep. Um, there are there are acquisite. There are still um, going to be. Attrition. There's still going to be people leaving, cool. particularly when you're making rounds of redundancies and you're going into challenging times. More likely than not, you're going to get more people leave because yep. they either don't it's feel, yeah, it's unsettling and, and they don't feel safe and secure and, and so on and so forth. And also going through those uh, changes in a business can 
mean slight changes in the culture, right? Uh, we've experienced that ourselves. So, um, yeah, that's that's a, an interesting one. So, uh, attrition, continuing open, continuing with open requisitions. We've got where you may be making efficiencies in one department, you may also be hiring in another. A uh, classic example would be, you know, you, we're, we're making redundancies in, in HR, in, in TA and in HR. However, we're going to be hiring in sales yeah. because we, we're looking to improve and increase our, our revenue. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're always going to continue to be uh, recruitment needs. The second point uh, that Lewis was making or the second level that we could be looking at is actually expanding our experience into the different, different areas. Yeah. Um, I like this. Yeah, it's really good, and I think you actually, Ben, have probably been quite. Um, you you you've worn multiple hats in the Red Cup. Yeah, you've worked. Your your background is marketing and brand, but you started off in finance operations. What's on it all? You've done everything. I think you even did a bit of recruitment at one point. Did um, so that that's uh, that's internal yeah. finding talent partners. I hired a few a few talent partners. Yeah, all still here. There you go. So yeah, finding other areas that we can stretch into um, and being useful in yeah. that sense. That was a that was a key a key takeaway for me was how actually multi skilled talent professionals are. Yeah, like the amount of you just said about the amount of hats that I've had to wear. Well, on a daily basis, recruiters have to wear multiple hats, right? You're yep. in some ways you're the opener, the closer, you're the agony aunt, you're like. You're everything. You're the salesperson. You're the brand ambassador. You're responsible for the tone of voice with the customer. Your first impressions, the facing point of contact, like all of that. You are. You're you're there. Yeah, right. Like that's that's a lot of, lot of hats to wear. That's a lot of stuff going on. Absolutely. So yeah, there, there's that, and and in specific examples that Lewis was given, and in an organisation as big as Microsoft, you can have executive recruiters that potentially can move into scale. Uh, scaling recruitment roles. Um, you could have tech recruiters moving into finding and filling roles within HR or operations or compliance. So actually just being able to be a little bit more fluid. Uh, you do also find that some recruiters don't want to do that and, and that's fine also. But yeah. uh, that's really where, where he was referring to. Thirdly, on, on his third level was um, projects. I love the the analogy that he gave in this is that, you know, sometimes you sit there and say, I wish I had time to do that. I wish I had time to do that. Uh, this is that moment. Yeah. Um, to really, because some of these projects, looking at process optimization, um, ensuring that the, the candidate experience is, is, is as amazing as it could be now that you've got more time. Uh, what else did he talk about? Oh, proactive recruitment and actually continuing to build talent pools where you know there's going to be future hires. Employer branding, something that we've just, we've talked a lot about on a number of podcasts. These are all projects that recruiters and talent acquisition partners can get involved with when they have more time to continue adding impact yeah. and showing value to the organisation. Definitely, and that that's the point Lewis made, wasn't it? Because I think we posed the question: How can we stay busy? And his response was, well, essentially, you don't have to stay busy. You just have to make sure you're creating impact. Like yeah, value adding impact. Producer Rosie's tip was walk faster. <laughs> I think Lewis was coming at it from a better angle. <laughs> feeling more paper, I'll be honest. <laughs> walk faster remotely in your house, just walking around the kitchen. 
Um, and then lastly, professional development. This is something that often people look at an organization to to be responsible for when it's our own responsibility to develop, yeah. right? And now you've got more time. What are you doing with that time? The amount of people that are, are you know, potentially sitting around twiddling their thumbs waiting for, for work to pick up when there are whole hosts of of online courses and, and things that they could be getting involved with or even they're working with their colleagues and, and, and learning from those guys. With um, personal development for a reason, man. Yeah. You have to take some onus on your own to, to help that. Yeah. Or to make that happen. Um, and obviously we're, we're having this conversation referencing a brand like Microsoft who there's probably a lot more opportunities to do a lot of those pillars or a lot of those things yep. um, in an organisation like that rather than in a... 40, 50, 60 men startup, right? But yep. I think the principles, they still apply. Absolutely. Um, but you probably have to dig a little bit deeper or work a little bit harder to make them happy. This morning, yeah. Right? So in that scenario, interesting, what, what can someone do? You're in a 40 man startup. You don't have the resources available. Um, I think first and foremost, we're obviously part of a number of communities Communities are a great place to start. You know, mm -hmm. looking looking to to do, looking for mentors yeah. to to sort of help to continue my own personal professional development. Um, start with finding communities with similar interests that are yeah. going to support that, right? Even just to consume the content. Right? Yeah, maybe you're <clears throat> if you've gone through a, a period of change in your business and it has been a little bit unsettling. You chances are you've probably taken a bit of a confidence knock, even if you're you've remained in the business when other people yeah. have gone. Um, it's really true. So just to consume, join a community or relevant community and consume some of that content, make sure that your knowledge is kind of where you want it to be and that you're up to date with trends and market insight. That's only going to help you feel more confident going back into the role, isn't it? For sure. Absolutely. So they were Lewis's top tips, four levels to, to continue adding impact, which I found really, really useful. Yeah. For so episode one just got released. But we've obviously filmed quite a lot of other episodes, which we can look forward to. Yeah. How do you think that episode one fits into what we're trying to achieve with Powered by People? Um, good question, producer. Great question, producer Rosie. I think it was it was the perfect start. I think Lewis was the perfect guest because of how much value he gave us like, yeah, a really really good insight um and being able to reference some quite mega brands that he works for yeah but i think regardless of the subject i think bringing everything back to what this podcast is about which is shining a light on amazing people in and around our industry yeah i think often amazing people such as this would get overlooked yeah like because a lot of times the talent people aren't the go-to people to yeah. be interviewed or to be spoken to. It's the CEO or the CTO or the marketing team or the PR team or CHRO. Yeah, the the approved spokespeople. Yeah, but being able to champion those people within businesses that we work with or we aspire to work with, I think was is that's a really powerful thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah, that was it, I. I thought Lewis was was also a really cool guy. Um, I also think that the topic we were discussing um, is really relevant yeah. to like now. Definitely, um, very topical. There are so many people out there, either in precarious positions, 
with a lot of uncertainty in not only the economy but in their role. Um, and I think that he ha he gave a lot of useful insight into how uh, how we can potentially be thinking more proactively, more positively about the future and our and our positions, both now but also uh, as talent acquisition professionals in in the in the wider you know aspect of our careers. And I think that's really you know that really set the tone well for the rest of 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 the series in in what we're trying to look at. You know, we want to create uh, a library of of really useful information uh, that, that that people can access when they're when they're in leadership and roles within the people sphere, whether that's talent acquisition, whether that's HR, people operations, um, engagement. So that, that there was some really cool stuff in there, and I think that really set the tone. Um, for for future podcasts, I think the the big thing that came out from Lewis's session was, as recruiters or talent professionals, like back yourself. Yeah, because again, seem to be, or the the perception out in the market is, we as as people people are, are always the first on the chopping block, or we're the ones yeah. that are often subject to the first cut, but the people in recruitment, in and around recruitment and, and talent are so multi-skilled and multi-talented with so many transferable skills. Yeah. Like back yourself, know your value within a business. 100%. And that, that was a big... Know your value. Know your value. Figure it out. <laughs>